Collins Croft Crown Crumbles Cook Cheers Coronation. Welcome to the review from Round 7 Croft. Hello and welcome back to the latest episode of British Touring Car Podcast. And what an exciting weekend of racing we have just had through changeable conditions as well, certainly on the Saturday, which involved a wet qualifying and a dry-ish race day. Yep, and form book out of the window. Yeah. Uh, when we were going through the races. Completely yeah. shocked, wasn't yeah. If you're a betting man, this is probably the safest track of the year to put bets on, I'd say, yeah. uh, in favour of the rear-wheel drive cars, and it wasn't to come to pass. No, it was, it was an excellent weekend, and one that has shaken up the championship a bit. Very much so. Um, and opened it up to possibly a few more drivers. Some have dropped out, and um, we'll get onto that towards the end. It's still four for me. It's, we've only two rounds to go. There's four drivers now, I think. There is a, there's a gap. There's a too unattainable gap now. It's getting very close at the top now though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely is. Well, um, I think we should get straight into qualifying because uh, there was a lot of action that happened on the Saturday. Well, after a morning of mixed conditions in both practice sessions, um, as we would expect, Sutton and Turkington um, had topped the times and were looking exceptionally quick. Uh, which we all sort of like anticipated, despite the weight on board that they both had. Um, however, they didn't have it all their own way when they came to qualifying. Uh, session got underway in dry conditions in the air, but the track was incredibly damp, wet, greasy. greasy. Um, there were puddles in places, yep. notably at the uh, final hairpin, which of course you need a good drive out to get a good interlap and a good start to your next lap, really. Um, and what most drivers were out on wets yeah. at first. However, throughout the session, gradually dry lines started to appear, and more and more drivers swapped to the slicks. Were there any that went out on slicks first of all? I can't remember. No, I don't know if Tom went out on slicks straight from the off or not. And hey, Ingram. Only, yeah. Yeah. Because on his Instagram, it was hashtag slick, slick, slicks. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> And as the drivers obviously settled into the session, it was apparent that track limits were going to be the subject of the day. Oh. Um, I think I would have needed all my fingers and toes to count the amount of track limit regulation or track limit regulation that was broke broken. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot um, of time sort of unexpected people getting to the top and going, "Wow, where's that come from? Oh, I know where that lap's come from. Down yeah. you go." Yeah, and there, there was one particular particular place which I think was the Jim Clark S's which is that fast left right hander yeah. and they're just running and exceeding those track limits um, I hate this though why? I hate it in the rain as well, we'll get to it with some I'll, I'll wait till later actually, I'll wait, I'll wait till there's a more obvious place to put this, carry on uh, so as the volume of the times were coming in, um, it would look if Sutton was going to continue his uh, outstanding pace really from uh, practice and at one point he was seven tenths quicker yeah. than Jake Hill in second, which we couldn't quite believe. Couldn't um, quite believe Jake Hill was second to be honest. He did a stellar job in a older car. We weren't expecting him to be there. Well, let's be honest. No, no. You know. uh, Ingram was up there in third. Um, he seemed to have fantastic drive up out the final hairpin. That again, as we said, slingshots you to the line. Um, however, he. 
Sutton was the first major casualty of track limits, having his fastest time taken away. Uh, he was still four tenths quicker than Hill after that fastest one yep. was taken away, however. Um, meanwhile, uh, Bushell, back in the Volkswagen CC, um, had a big moment at Sunny Out, uh, arriving backwards into the barrier. And it wasn't the first time this weekend that he'd met the barriers, was it? No, I think it's fair to say he's still learning the limits of the car, still learning where to push and where not to push, and how to control the thing. Uh, Jake Hill was still pushing for a quicker time, even though he was right up there at the sharp end, um, and had a massive moment going into the first corner. Oh, yes, yes, yes um, Sliding sideways through the gravel, and consequently tearing one of the tyres off of the rim, uh, giving him a puncture, which meant he had to go for the whole lap. Uh, right back round to the pits, which um, shortened his session slightly. Yeah, very um, much so. However, at least he wasn't out of it. Uh, Cook and Jackson were then to light up the timing screens uh, with some really quick, quick times, even quicker than what Sutton had produced so far. Uh, however, those times were then deleted. Yeah, lost those. Um, uh, although Cook did manage on the next lap to go fourth, um, so. His car was showing good early pace in the weekend as well, wasn't it? Yes, he was, yeah. It was a surprise, I say, a surprise. Uh, and then after this, the madness really started to happen. Santa Proctor jumped up uh, to the top of the times with an excellent lap, closely followed by Bobby Thompson. However, once again, Thompson lost that time for track limits. Yeah. Um, Depressingly so for him. Yeah. Um, and after this, we had the first of our two red flags in the session. And it looked like Aidan Moffat had locked up going into turn one and uh, ended up in the gravel and into the barrier. Yeah, stuck. Yeah, um, and consequently, a regulation that I think we'd both forgotten... Because it's stupid. ...is that once you cause a red flag in a qualifying session, your fastest lap time is deleted, and you're also out the rest of the session, despite Marshall's recovering that car out of the gravel, and he was actually able to drive back to the pits. Um, Stupid. It's a stupid rule. And the same happened to Sutton a couple of laps later after the restart, or a couple of moments after the restart. Yeah. And I think you've got to look at it and say, in the dry, I understand it more. Yeah. But if you want these cars to be pushing it to the limit and providing us great racing in the wet, and the same goes to track limits in the wet, I think you've got to give a bit of a bit more leniency in the wet. Because it, you know, if it's a wet weather uh, weekend with wet weather tyres, you've got to accept that if you want them to be pushing and want them to be exciting spectacle and trading times etc that you're going to have track limit abuse as cars naturally run wide on cold spots and you're going to have people go off and then okay don't I think it's too heavy handed you either give them you can't compete yeah, or you take the time away you don't yes. do both it's no. one one or t'other for me I was just going to say it's all fair if yes they're out of the session okay but they keep their fastest time up to that point or as you say if they can actually get the car back out albeit with a little bit of help from Marshalls, then they should be able to carry on. Or you could just go five-place grip drop. Mm, could be a little harsh. Could be a little harsh, but again, you know, I, I think what happened was just... Sutton got away with it, as it would turn out, as you as <laughs> yeah. come up to. But, you know, I, I think that's a bit unfair for a driver who is A, in the championship contention, although, OK, fair enough, why should that matter? But B, is also lighting up the times, creating the talking points, mm. making it interesting... Yeah, it, it seems daft that you then penalise him by effectively ruling him out of qualifying. Yeah, he's not failed a mechanical thing, as we'll come to later mm. on. He's not committed a, uh, he's not rammed somebody off the road or anything yeah. like that. He's had a little moment. Okay, all of his own making. 
okay, it's a red flag, but it's only because they need to recover the car. It's not yeah. it's a seriousness of the incident. Yeah, I mean, if that was in a race, it would be done under safety car. Yeah. Wouldn't it? But you wouldn't take away his points for the weekend scores up to that point if you cause the safety car, would yeah. you? So yeah. it's, it's, it's bizarre. Um, so while the red flag had come out for Aidan Moffat, um, Ingram had lost his quickest lap time uh, and jo- dropped down to ninth. Uh, again, due to track limits. Um, but at that point, most notably, Camish, Morgan and Neil were all struggling outside of the top ten. Um, yes. Drivers that we would normally expect to be well up there. Certainly Camish at the sharp end, Morgan certainly within the top ten. And it depends on what kind of Neil weekend it is. Um, Wasn't Camish on pole for a moment until he got track limits, was he... Yeah, that came came a little bit later in the I session. Um, as you say, it restarted. Sutton then made the same mistake as Moffat did, um, and he had his lap time removed, and he was removed from the session, uh, which dropped him down to eighth in the times. Right. Um, which is fairly a substantial drop for a driver that had been looking so quick all mm, weekend. Absolutely so. Um, and then when the session restarted, there was still ten minutes left, in which we thought, oh, the track's going to dry out, and we're going to have loads of cars popping up to the top of the times um, however that's not quite how it went so as you say Camish went to the top of the times on his first flying lap after the restart as did Ingram and then Cook yep. as you said Camish lost his time for track limits and then it seems as if they'd taken everything out of the tyres on that first run and they just couldn't get it together again so that dropped Camish all the way back down to about 16th yeah, and also the track wasn't warm enough. The wet tyre, it was drying enough for the wets to no longer be as effective as well. It was probably time to put slicks on. Mm. But because there's only a few minutes left in the session by this point, you weren't going to get the slicks up to enough temperature. You know, they needed probably another 15 minutes to go. I mean, it takes a fair while to change a tyre on a touring yeah, car. Yeah, it does. Um, Especially all four. So that's probably what, probably six minutes to change all four, and yeah. that's being conservative, oh, that's being kind, sorry. Yeah. It's probably more eight or even ten minutes to change all four. And then you've got to get them warmed up on a fly and lap, and yeah. then put a time in. There just wasn't enough time, but the wets just weren't up to the up to the task. Um, so that would leave Ingram topping the timesheets from Cook, uh, Proctor, and then Jake Hill. Proctor set that lap earlier in the session. It was a really quick, competitive lap, and obviously within track limits, which was good. Yeah. Uh, however, however, this would not be the final starting grid for the top four. Uh, coming into Park Ferme, it was obvious, as all the checks were carried out, that Ingram was way under ride height. Yeah, that's a um, The roller wasn't even getting anywhere near no. underneath the bottom of that car, uh, which we later found out he'd broken a wishbone. Uh, I've had my say on, on ride heights in the wet before. I'm not going to revisit it. Go back and listen to which... One was oh, it. I can't remember. Wherever Cook got excluded. Yeah, Alton Park. Go back to Alton Park if yeah. you want my views on that. Um, and so that's fair enough. There's a breakage in the car. You can't really account for that. I know wet weather conditions may have made that slightly different, but a break is a break. But also, Proctor then also got excluded for the session. Yeah, this one for me is more cut and dry because he would say afterwards it wasn't a mechanical issue. Mm. It was a I think he used the words oversight in the setup. Yes, which is clumsy. Very clumsy. Um, and so that meant that both of those drivers would be excluded from the session and starting from the back of the grid for race one, uh, meaning that Cook would be on pole from Hill, uh, two very respectable times from those two. 
Turkington had been quiet for most of the session. Yeah, he had. Um, and got up to third with his teammate Oliphant in fourth. And Bobby Thompson, dri- drive of qualifying that is, um, up there in fifth. Yeah, monumental effort. Um, and Sutton, because of those two exclusions, didn't actually lose out too much and would be starting sixth. Lucky. Very, 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 very lucky, lucky indeed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's qualifying rounded up. And uh, shall we get into race one then? Absolutely, there's a lot to talk about. Well, for the first time since 2012 with Matt Neal, a front-wheel drive car sat on pole in uh, Cook. That is an extraordinary statistic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's madness, isn't it? Uh, considering how dominant we thought these rear-wheel drive cars were going to be. I can't believe it's eight years since a car sat on the front row that wasn't rear-wheel drive. Uh, but it was Josh Cook hoping to make the best of his front slot spot. Jake Hill, as you mentioned, the surprise standout star in qualifying, uh, second along the grid. Both cars have had difficult starts this season. It seems to be a constant thing that the Civics aren't starting as well this year. And across all three cars, well, I say three. Three, three teams. teams, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, the track conditions were far from ideal. Damp, but not bone dry, but not soaking. So it was clearly a slick weather affair, mm. but slippy. <laughs> you had to make sure you uh, warm those tyres up nicely. Absolutely. Um, and uh, get the brakes up to temperature as well. But slicks on a damp track normally hand the advantage even further to the forward uh, drive cars. Yep. So we weren't expecting Turkins to get quite the launch off the line. Um, although, that said, he did take second from Hill. Uh, but Hill, who really has come along as a racer, hasn't he? He's um, made you eat your words. He has. I hold my hands up. <laughs> he really has. Yeah, I, I now cheer for him. He, he, <laughs> you know, he hung outside through the first few turns yeah. absolutely slotted back in front of Colin with an absolutely bold but very brave and resilient move excellent yeah certainly bold I think there was also part of Colin going okay this is this is a fight I can continue on in this race rather than actually try yeah, yeah. and fight it now let's be part of that but equally you know yeah it's a good move Hill from a couple of years ago would have tried to shut that door and Colin turns across the front of him <laughs> everyone else seven cars would end up in the gravel <laughs> the wall you know it, yeah. yeah so he's done very well there uh, to avoid the contact I say but contact was going to happen a little bit further back with Turton and Ash fighting Butcher also closed up behind and was sweeping through Oliphant again getting down Oliphant's inside a little bit too easily something we have discussed I think every weekend <laughs> so far uh, so Oliphant had the, was passed by Butcher sorry uh, but that ended up with Butcher being in Sutton's blind spot and Sutton was turned around by Rory's Ford yeah so this was coming into the final complex and the hairpin area of the track um, and I, I think it's a case of Sutton probably doesn't know the Butcher's going for the move on Oliphant. No. Um, and he's trying to take a differing racing line into there, as we know he does, to try and get either a cut back or just a better drive out of that hairpin. Yeah. Um, and he gets tipped right across the front of Butcher. Um, and he nails the throttle to get it spun 360 all the way back around and actually recovers really well. Yeah, and he's to not get hit as well. I'd say he does very well and quite lucky again not to yeah. get uh, collected in any of that because you know you're spinning across the track. Collection is sometimes inevitable, but no, he did okay. Was able to get the car facing forward uh, and started his fight back. Uh, Hill tried a move outside of Cook, but Cook held firm. Uh, Sutton began his fight back a little bit further back down the field, passing Jelly then got stuck behind Oliphant, who had also been caught up in the Butcher and Sutton incident. Yeah, he had nowhere to go when Sutton was spinning, did he? No, it, you can't really blame Oliphant on that one. He's taken no. a base of action um, and 
just been caught up in somebody else's accident. Camish yep. was trying to recover from a bad qualifying. Uh, he muscled past Oliphant again a bit too easily. <laughs> uh, both already having been passed by Sutton in a fight pack charge, which was, I mean, for full weight on the car. You wouldn't have known it, would you? It's rapid, isn't it's it? so quick. I don't know where they're putting the weight on that car to make it look like it makes no difference at all. Yeah, I don't. It just handles the weight so well. Yeah. It does help that Ash is probably what four stone wet through. I mean, he's not heavy himself, <laughs> is he? So he's a slight figure, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's very slight. Yeah. He's very slight. Further back, Ingram had sliced through the pack, making his way up to 16th from the back of the grid. Proctor up to 18th after their ride height dramas. A really good start to the race from both of those drivers. Yeah. Um, the Ingram with weight on board. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sutton had the car fully hooked up by around about lap 7 and set the fastest lap and soon caught up to the back of Morgan's Mercedes um, so he then sold oh this is probably the move of one of the moves of the season isn't it? the dummy to Matt Neal to get up to 7 going into the hairpin especially the driver to do it on yeah, as yeah, well yeah exactly that exactly yeah. that of all people to catch napping <laughs> uh, so going into the hairpin Ash faints to go around the outside of Matt Neal before at the last minute diving down the inside that was there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think Neil might have still been wondering whether he left his slippers on to warm up for after yeah, the race. Yeah, he it was certainly seemed to catch him unawares. Very much daydream, but a superb move yeah. by Ash. Fantastic stuff. Um, while all this was going on, Bobby Thompson holding his own superbly in that. He's got championship, former championship winners behind him. Yep. Didn't look out of place at all because he was on the front row at Alton Park and was 12th by turn two. Yeah, on um, the reverse grid. Yeah. He really but held his own. This this was done on merit, uh, completely. And for a car that we've been saying is alongside possibly the Volkswagen as the worst on the grid, it, it really didn't look like it this weekend. No, you, you had an interesting theory about maybe having only one car to focus on. Yeah, I'm wondering that obviously because Jiggy Gornall wasn't there this weekend, that maybe having more team personnel around him from the other side of the garage actually focusing on a setup and only concentrating on one car gave them a, a much finer tuning of what Bobby wanted. Mm. Maybe this is just the circuit that suits him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we go at Snetterton for sure. Yeah. Um, he was dispatched fairly easily by Matt Neal. Bobby didn't make it too difficult for Ashes Infinity. But, uh, and then Sutton closed up behind Chilton, who did resist very well, knew where he was going to try out the hairpin, blocked him off. So Sutton decided he just launch a ridiculously late move round towers controlled move I have to say and caught Chilton out there yeah Chilton as we all know is a really experienced racer and he knew where Sutton was um, the most sort of like powerful on track and where his moves were always coming so he had to launch something uh, quite a bit different yeah but he did it very very well indeed yes he did Uh, further back Boutel had gone off his first non-finish of the season that's quite an impressive stat to be this far in as a rookie that is um, and it shows that the the Sicily team really know how to set up a car um, to get through a race and he he hasn't got caught up in any silly dramas either no he hasn't that's pretty much it I think for race one it wasn't the most exciting out of the three of the day Um, Sutton obviously recovered superbly Uh, Cook took the flag from Hill Hill had sort of dropped off by the last four or five laps and he yeah. kind of tried it, hadn't quite got it. Yep. Just happy to take second. Turkington, I mean, he then just drove his own race in third. Wasn't bothered about trying to keep up with Hill. No. Wasn't going to push it. Happy to get the podium. Who would have been told about the Sutton incident as well? Yep. Um, and in- impressive drive from all the top three. Safe. Yep. What they needed. 
Butcher held fourth from Sutton. Butcher recovered well as well from the incident. He did. Um, and to see that car back on the grid and racing so well, we thought there might be some niggling issues and mm-hmm. not having enough time in the car because obviously they didn't have a shakedown for that one. Um, but yeah, it, it turns out that after the race, uh, Butcher was given a penalty for that incident with Sutton in the early laps, yeah. uh, which would reverse their two positions, which was even better for Sutton, finishing only a place behind Turkington. Yeah, minimal damage done. Big yeah. shout out to Bobby Thompson, who took eighth in the Audi, and as I said earlier, raced incredibly well throughout that race. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the championship, Cavish did recover to tenth. Big whoop. Yeah, as I thought points. at the time I thought that at the time I was going to say yeah. it's, it's solid-ish points obviously they go down to 15th yep. and um, Ingram had got into the top 15 taking 13 so again mm. points so to round out that top 15 for you Cook from Hill from Turkington with the podium places Butcher, Sutton, Neil sorry Butcher, Sutton, Chilton, Neil Thompson, Morgan and Camish round out your top 10 Oliphant never really recovered from the incident. Disappointing. Didn't push through the field as Sutton did. Um, I'm surprised he didn't follow Sutton as closely, but I think it's quite hard to follow Sutton. (laughs) And he does struggle, Oliphant, when he's in the pack to get past. If he's out front, he's fairly good. He does seem to struggle when he's in in the traffic to get through. Uh, Smiley, Ingram, Jackson and Jelly left uh, round out your top 15. I think that's probably the least action-packed race of the weekend, so we'll move straight on to race number two. Moving on to race two of the weekend then, uh, and before that even got under the way, we had some casualties, didn't we? Uh, Hamilton had to come into the pits, race one, along with Bordley, um, and both of those drivers would not get out for the start of race two. No. Uh, it seems as if Hamilton was a gearbox issue and we're not quite sure what was up with Bordley's, are we? No, disappointing weekend from Bordley all round. I know mechanical issues would have played their part, but a circuit where Jelly showed that there was something in yep. the uh, one series. Yeah, and uh, Team Hard's luck didn't get any better when uh, Goff came into the pits at the end of the formation lap. Um, so having three of their four drivers... I, in the pit lane for the start of race two is not where you want them. I think Goff might burn that car into the season. <laughs> I have a ceremonial. Oh, I don't know because it's let him down so many times this season, isn't it? I, I can completely under understand he's frustrated. Oh, absolutely frustration. Uh, but as the lights went out, uh, drivers fired away from the grid, uh, and it was almost instant instantaneous the action, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah. Turkington <laughs> involved. Um, yeah, it seems as if the front, the rear, the rear-wheel drive cars, beg your pardon, uh, they don't seem to be able to get enough heat into the front tyres on what was an especially cold weekend, yeah. uh, which is something that's going to be interesting as we go on to Snetterton and then to Brands. Yeah, Paddock Hill Bend could be a very interesting one, couldn't it? Hairy, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Colin Turkinson couldn't get any heat into the front tyres and a massive lock-up going into Turn 1. Yeah, there was a little bit of niggling contact from Ash behind, who got a better start. Um, and Butcher on his outside. Yeah, but Colin has since come out and said, no, I held his hands and gone, no, it was my fault, I yep. made the error. So as you say, it was a lock-up. And, and he slid straight off into the gravel in almost exactly the same place that Sutton and Mo- uh, Moffat had done in qualifying. I think I said that exact thing during the race. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, that was him out of the race, and... I don't know, almost blowing the championship wide open, wasn't it? 
yeah, particularly as Butcher had also gone off at the start, of following this as well, he kind of got caught up by Colin, who, as you say, locked up, straight yep. line breaking. Butcher kind of got pushed through the gravel, um, yeah. which sent him back. It shuffled him back, um, and coming through the second chicane at Croft, uh, it seems like he had a small coming together with Adam Morgan, yeah. um, and he shot off to the right-hand side quite a way off the track he as did well. very much so, yeah, very um, much so. He was very lucky not for that for that car not to dig in um, and it just kept on sliding but that put pay to sort of like put pay to his race obviously the Turkington incident had brought out the safety car Butcher managed to drag that car back to the pits after digging out all the grass in the front end of it he did manage to get back out on track but he, he didn't make great progress for the rest of the race yeah but Turkington confused did he get out on his own or did he get a push from the marshal uh, it was lifted was he allowed back out then no Butcher got back back out on track because he was on the grass and got back on. I think he raced three or two and came back out. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah pardon me. Yeah, pardon um, me. And so Turkington was lifted out of the gravel. Kudos to the marshals. Only one lap behind the safety yeah, car. Yeah, but um, helped by the fact that Croft is long. But, yes. But yeah, acted quickly. Yeah, that, that yeah. crane was out in no time and uh, the car was getting moved very yeah, quickly. Any downside, I would say, to the marshals is the safety car boards came out very, very late. They're, yeah. They're racing through the hairpin yes they were um, and it, it was almost until they saw the safety car did they stop yeah um, it which seems they would have passed over outboards yeah outposts sorry that yeah. They, it seemed odd that they, so they were racing basically to the line um, uh, as we said Butcher got his car back to the pits but that would also scupper his chances in the championship yeah well they were they were shot anyway after Silverstone uh, and so to have two of the possible drivers almost out of this race in the first corner um, really opened it up for sort of like the other three maybe four in the title hunt uh, meanwhile Jackson came into the pits at the end of that one as well with technical issues that curtailed his race and massive progress made by first Ingram Proctor Crees and Osborne made up uh, between sort of like six and nine positions between the different cars yeah um, just flown up the grid and made the most of people either taking avoiding action for what was going on in front or just being slow really yeah, yeah good good early pass by them all uh, and upon the safety car restart Sutton again looking increasingly racy um, battling Hill for second position he made um, I've put this down as a very adventurous move I think you're being kind. into the hairpin stupid go on then explain more so, as, as mentioned in race one, uh, Sutton was making the hairpin his passing place. Yep. Very much so. Um, with the faint to the outside dive down the inside. Hmm. Hill positioned the car in the middle of the track, as yep. she's completely entitled to do, to block off an outside move or an inside move. Yep. Hill did nothing wrong in what was to come next, in my opinion. Sutton would then launch an incredibly audacious, uh, audacious move down the inside. There was no gap. No. The replay showed off on the onboards on both Jake Hill and Sutton. There was no gap. It had been covered off. The two cars then kind of stuck together. Yeah, they almost got locked. Didn't yeah, they? they did. They did. Um, I don't know whether that was locked on bodywork or whether Hill was just trying to still wind the lock on as to not get pushed wide. Yeah. Um, but then being locked together, Hill <laughs> drove away from the situation, knocked off um, sort of like part of the front bumper of Sutton's car, and also. Gave him a puncher. Which, two things occurred to me there. One, yep. I'm surprised they can straighten the pits. 
don't think he noticed it in time, but yeah, I certainly don't think he noticed it in time because um, obviously X'd in there and then you get up to speed because yeah, they'd slowed down quite a lot coming together. Yeah, true, true. And then being on the front end, it's not like you can feel it in a front-wheel drive car when you're trying to get that drive out the hairpin and a rear-wheel drive car is pushing it down the track rather than the front-wheel drive pulling it. Yeah, and the second point is that as much as I've been moaning Turkey for being the armchair racer and Taking safe. his opportunities when he needs to. This was just so super because he was quicker than Sutton. Sorry, he was quicker than Hill and Cook. Yes. Cook was struggling with the weight at this point early on in the race. Yeah. He would have got Hill next lap, next two laps, and would have then had a good ten or laps or so to get past Cook. I was going to say this was very early on in the race, and yeah. he didn't have to make that move so brashly. You then could potentially be taking point lead in the lap. Yeah. Fastest lap. Yeah. And then all the race points, whilst Turkton's not scoring, and mm. Butcher's not scoring, and Camish and Ingram are, at this point, not scoring very well either. They're, they're, in, the, they're in the zone, but you know, mm. the chance was there to really take a commanding lead in the championship. And uh, yeah. I, I know it's Ash's style, but... Sometimes you need to hold back. It's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, while that was all going on, and he was trying to limp his car back to the pits... Uh, Thompson was holding his own really well yeah. again fighting off championship hopefuls in um, Camish and Matt Neal was around him and also Ingram at that point yep. um, and he was doing really well and this up to this point it was by far his strongest weekend in BTCC wasn't oh, absolutely. it? Absolutely um, Matt Neal was making steady progress through the top end of the field um, with an excellent late breaking move on t- on Hill uh, into Sunny Inn. Yeah, it's classic Matt Neal. That was good to see. Yeah, classic Matt Neal. He, he seems to love that overtaking place at Croft, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, and he would then go on to uh, hunt down Cook um, and Sunlaps. He was closing so quickly. Oh, it's ridiculous. It was the Matt Neal of ten years ago. He's yeah. not run a race since the Double Diamond at Snetterton. Wow. Really. Yeah. Jeez. Camish uh, then finally got past the impressive Thompson on lap 10 and continued to make some decent progress. Do you think? Oh. I was disappointed at Camish this weekend, uh, up to this point anyway. Didn't. Yeah, you know, race is, one, okay, you qualified badly, you got the weight on board, fine. But race two, you're practically weight three, three. And you saw how people like Ingram are going through the field mm-hmm. weight three. Camish just didn't seem at it. Yeah, Camish eventually made it up and finished his race in fifth. Uh, made up five position on the starting uh, performance. And I think possibly he was being a little cautious on getting past Thompson. He might be a little bit of an unknown entity to be racing against. But once the call comes in that Turkin's off and retired, Sutton's got a puncture, surely you've got to go, right, Yeah. balls to the wall here, this is my chance. Both Sutton and Turkin aren't getting points. I've got Matt up the road to give me a handout. I've got to go for this. If I end up in the barrier, I end up in the barrier, but... I've got to go for this. this is the best chance I'm going to get Colin never doesn't finish races <laughs> okay Sutton does because of his style but Colin yeah. never has DNFs yeah. this was the ch- and Butcher's behind you as well you know Butcher's off the track so all the people other than Ingram in your championship mm. are off you've got to go balls to the wall you have um, Ingram had also made, made excellent progress yeah. from 13th um, and managed to get ahead of Camish as well doing what I just said absolutely exactly at that time Ziggy Riffin can cry Kingdom you're going to put this yeah in the wall but I think he knew that after what happened in qualifying and race one he knew that he had to do something yep uh, towards the later stages of the race uh, Michael Kreese had an issue dropping all the way back to 19th and then coming into the pits at the end of that lap again another weekend for him where He's badly struggled either with the car or... It's reliability again. He's been played of it. Played yeah. of it so far. 
him and Osborne have probably been some of the most unlucky drivers this season with reliability. Put Goff in that category as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Morgan also seemed to drop off the pace in the mm. late stages. Um, after having made a decent start to the weekend, finishing ninth, he then dropped down to 13th. Yeah, it's not a circuit I'd expect him to go particularly well at. No. Um, meanwhile, Neil was quickly, very quickly closing on Cook. I think he had made up about, what, three seconds in three laps yeah. nearly? Because at the time when he got through, we both said, no, he's too far back, no he, chance. He might catch him but not be able to pass him. Yeah. Um, and uh, he certainly went on to catch him yep. and then tried to pass him. So on the penultimate lap, he had a little look going into Sunny Inn, his favourite overtaking place on the circuit. And uh, he was a little too far back. Yep. And so we kind of knew what was going to be coming on the final lap, didn't we? Yeah. And it certainly did. I don't blame him. It's the no. last lap. No. You've got to give it a go. Um, and so he has been the last of the late breakers going into Sunny Inn and is a quarter of the way down the inside of Cook I think two eighths <laughs> that is a quarter I know <laughs> um, and sends Cook sideways yeah. uh, nails the throttle straightens it up again but Neil has already slipped through yeah. um, and goes on to take the check and flag however I think we both said at the time he, he can't keep uh, Neil this Neil knew in his in his arse was he yeah. keep I don't blame him for giving it a go though because no. if he had managed to get it clean and catch Cook napping mm. and Cook was struggling for that section actually the BTC car struggled for that section all weekend that's where yeah. Chilton was often losing time and losing yep. places whether it be Tower or then through Sunny in and Sunny Out that for the really bumpy braking bit yep. they looked so unsettled the BTC cars and something I think we both said is they look really softly sprung and yeah. I don't think that helps with the braking performance certainly not on that part of the circuit so don't blame Matt for giving it a go but yeah he was never going to hold on to it <laughs> no uh, and so pending the stewards review he was actually given a 0.7 second penalty the only thing that really struck me about this is how long it took yes it's almost an hour after yeah. I mean um, okay I know you've got to go to the stewards room and you've got to give your case of the story mm. and Matt was going to try when I was lighter <laughs> and better on the brakes. And he was How heavy. many excuses did he come out with in that interview that Tim Harvey had already listed yeah, off? The yeah. sun was at a 95 degree angle to my head, so you know that that caused problem. There was a bit of a raindrop on my visor. A fly was in the cockpit. Um, but yeah, it just seems frustrating that it took so long because we all knew what the outcome was going to be. Yeah, yeah, um, and so that demoted him to second um, but still a really strong result from him and a really good a good race from him I think somebody said in the preview podcast that to watch for Matt Neal here because he had a sneaking suspicion he might be quite good was that, was that the invisible guest we had on <laughs> I think it was me yeah, okay good good uh, but I believe I predicted Cook for the winning race too which yeah. he took uh, from well the... he didn't <laughs> but you you threatened to take me to the court of arbitration for sport <laughs> so I've given it to you uh, from Neil and then Hill another solid podium from him yeah great result uh, Ingram as we said got all the way up to fourth Camish finished fifth Chilton in sixth uh, Oliphant finished seventh uh, again that's poor for me really well he didn't he, again he didn't seem to look racy within that I mean. pack that's what I mean you know you've got most of the weight taken off the car at that point yeah but all the weight taken off the well, all the weight taken off the car because he was outside the top Maybe 10 seven. yeah and that BMW is fast, and it's a track that suits that car. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was disappointed. Uh, Thompson uh, ended up again in eighth. Yeah, yep. good result. Uh, Proctor in ninth, making again more progress from the back of the grid, trying to resurrect what happened from qualifying. Uh, Jelly, a good weekend for Jelly, comparatively. Up to this point, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Moffat behind him, followed by Smiley. Morgan, as we said, dropped down to 13. Osborne, he got a couple of points. Good for Drive from the back of the grid as well, by, by the way. Yep, and Bushel. He couldn't yeah. get points in an Astra, but stick him in a Team Hard car and he seems to go a bit okay, doesn't he? He looked really good in this car this weekend. He did. He looked really um, good. And we'll come to it after race three, but he yeah, did quite well in Jack Sears, didn't he? Auditioning for a Cooper place? You certainly think so, wouldn't you? Um, you can't, can't hurt him, no. can it? No. Right, moving on to race three of the weekend then. One thing they couldn't take away from Matt Neal was the uh, duty to pull the bag, the ball rather from the bags, uh, and he pulled out number six, the lowest of the season, which would put Tom Chilton on pole. Chilton, of course, won the race from a reverse grid last season. He did. And in co- race three. Coincidentally, Camish on the front row. Indeed. So he was looking for a hat trick of wins for BTC. Yep. Which would have been a, a fantastic result for them. Uh, as you say, obviously Camish was. Remarkably, had the chance to take the championship lead going into this race. Mental, wasn't it? Because of where he was <laughs> and where Colin Ash at the back of the grid were. Yeah, must must just add that um, Turkington finished race. Oh, obviously, didn't finish race two. It was down twenty third. Sutton finished twentieth, and Butcher finished nineteenth. Uh, yeah, uh, and Butcher actually took fastest lap in race two. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, so they eyes are on them to see how they could get through the uh, field. And I say, Camish remarkably had the chance to take the championship lead. And Ingram, starting in the top three, had the good chance to bridge the points gap. Yep. Um, I think we both said that this was the weekend, and certainly perhaps in the race, we might look back to as the turning point for when we look at the eventual champion. This could be what mm. what shifted momentum, shall we say? I I certainly think with the events that have gone on this weekend, we could again see a one or two point gap winning the title. Yeah. Or possibly number of wins. Ooh. Or we'll go the other way, and now one of them will open up a massive gap. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, Crease Missable Weekend continued, uh, forced head into the pits at the race start. He sprung an oil leak, I think, before race two. I think I said on the radio that his car sprang a leak, but I might have been head going into race one. It all rolls into one for Crease. I was, was going to say, I think it was between oil leak and coolant leaks. Yeah. He just didn't want to keep any of its fluids in that car. No. Uh, when the lights did go out, uh, Chilton hooked the Honda up and got a fantastic start. In we both said at the time we thought he jumped that start. Yeah, he looked like he had on the TV picture. His reactions were really good. Or lucky, depending on or which lucky, way you look yeah. at it. But not jumped it as far as we're aware. Not anything nope. come from it. Uh, another poor start by Camish on the car. Can't seem to get that car hooked up well at all. And Ingram seems to really have his number at starts at the moment, doesn't he? does. He? <laughs> really does. I wonder if part of it with Camish is psychological. Of, oh, no, Ingram's the army. He's going to... I, I, I don't know. I'm not even sure it, it's as deep as that. I think it may just be, oh, I need to get a good start, mm. and I've been struggling with my starts. Mm. It's not even down to the drivers that are around him. But anyway, Ingram sprung to second, whilst Jelly had a little spin across the complex. Uh, further back, Colin had tried to take evasive action, we thought at the time, but as part of all the bunching up, if you start at that part of the field, you run the risk of getting stuck in somebody else's accident. Certainly does. He was tapped by the Ford body Jackson in the chaos, which broke the suspension on Colin's car. Yeah, front, front right-hand corner. Uh, Jelly did really well to keep it out of the wall. Yes, he did. Um, and other people. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, he stayed out of the way. Yeah. Uh, Turkton was limping at this point, looking completely out of contention. Um, even if he could mm-hmm. get back to the pits, he weren't going to work his way through the field. Nope. 
Uh, up the road, Ingram had already closed up right onto the back of Chilton before storming to lead of just a ridiculously fast pass up the tower. Someone had put rocket fuel in that car yeah. for race three. I think he'd eaten a pasty. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous that once he got past Chilton, he just disappeared. Yeah. yeah. The, that, what's really interesting is that, that the Toyota looks so good at the start yeah. and loses pace towards the end, yeah. whereas the Honda looks bad at the start and then mm. comes on strong at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ingram had just gone at this point and he's yeah. down the road. Sutton was up seven places in the first few laps. <laughs> um, take weight out of that car and just give Ash a slap in the face before the race. And it might as well goes. be the Starship Enterprise yeah, going at oh, light just speed. Goes, just goes, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's going to be crucial. Colin had got back to the pits with trouble with the car. Um, Webb Ingram flying ahead, already 1.8 <laughs> seconds ahead of Chilton. Um, that was by the end of the first lap, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So, yeah. Ash knew he had to get as many points as he could to bridge the gap or build the gap on uh, Turkington. For successive weekends, we saw a barrel roll. This one, oh, not quite as spectacular. As still pretty Butchers, spectacular. But very violent. Very violent. Um, very lucky not to hit anything solid as such, apart from the ground. Which was quite soft, which is probably why he dug it in the first place. Yeah, so Thompson had been uh, edged off the track, shall we say? It was yeah. either by Proctor or by Moffitt. Um, we're not quite sure who. He was fighting coming out of tower, going down towards Jim Clark S's. Um, and once you got onto that sodden wet grass, he was just a passenger, which you got points for, didn't you? I did. Yep. Um, and Seven weekends. Is <laughs> and the car dug in, and I counted, it's between four and six rolls yeah, it's that car had, but it stood up to it spectacularly well. Yeah. Yeah, it did, uh, and something we always like to see out the car straight away, which mm. we always want to see. Yeah, I think he said um, once the race weekend had finished that he was battered and bruised, but yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, which is good to see, and hopefully we should see that car for Snap. I hope so, and it's a shame for Bobby, because you know, he's doing really well up to that point. And was fantastic weekend so Probably going to get points again. Yeah. Shame. Uh, Turkey was able to get back out, albeit five laps down, which <laughs> may... I mean, okay, you sort of broke suspension. But you're, you're asking for a cut-off, aren't you? No, 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 not at all. No. I'm just thinking that um, it can't have been that badly damaged suspension. Well, I, I, don't, I, it, I wonder if it's like a change of a wishbone. Oh, possibly, yeah. Which is possibly three bolts. Yeah, possibly so. Jack yeah. it up, wheel off, change of wishbone. In five laps behind a safety car yeah, as that's well. Yeah, that's effectively seven laps. Yeah, it's it, plenty it's of time. Yeah, true. Um, but I thought you were going to say something along the lines of wondering whether there should be a cut-off I to where drivers can then score points coming back out. I think there should be, because I think that, you know... Yes, it, fair enough. Treat it as a test, testing session. Come back onto the track as long as you're within a certain... Lap, lap time yeah I think so because otherwise you're just putting another car on the track making more traffic and making more problems and if it's wet that becomes even harder to then navigate but if you've had a pro- problem that should really put you out of the race then I don't think you should have the ability to score points no well if 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 bringing out the red flag in qualifying means you lose your best lap time and aren't allowed to exactly. recompete I would argue that if you've had to pit for longer than yeah I don't know three laps or something then that's that's you done I yeah, I understand for not being able to score points, but obviously yeah. just get out and test the car. That's fair enough. Well, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent behind that because no. I think that if the car has got a problem still, and you then get caught up in somebody else's, you then because of that problem cause mm. an accident that damages somebody else's weekend yep. or race when it's not their fault you've had a problem. I, I, 
I'm not wholly for it in any form, to be honest with you. Okay. But and also in race three, what's there to test? Yeah. You're not you've not got any more races here no. this season. No. So no, no, I understand that. No, not having it. Uh, well, the Knights did go out on the safety car. Ingram went early, led the pack. Um, got a good jump, didn't he? Got a good he? jump on Chilton. Yeah. Caught, him, caught him napping. Camish was absolutely desperate to pass Chilton. Uh, was looking to line up a move from the resumption. Neil was going backwards behind, <laughs> reversing, uh, to keep everybody away from Camish. I mean, he has got the widest Honda on that grid, hasn't he? And he's also got the reputation of people yeah. thinking, I really don't want to try and pass yeah, no. like this. But also, fair play to Matt Neil. That's what you've got to do. That's what the team needs It's team to game. Do. Yeah, team game. Yeah. So he absolutely stacked the field up, letting cameras get away um, and allowing people behind to chip over themselves. Uh, Hill would get past Cook as part of the tripping over themselves behind. The BTCM force a little bit wide. Ingram, gone. That was done. <laughs> he's escaping, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he gone. <laughs> Camish uh, could see us happening, tried to react. A flash of the lights to signal his intentions, but Chilton was not having any of it. Not a driver to be cowed, Tom Chilton. No, um, and it wasn't just Camish's lights that were ablaze, a shall we say. Anxiety is the word I would use. <laughs> so, obviously, because this was race three, um, it had been a fairly overcast weekend, and the, the nights are drawing in now, aren't they? Yeah. And getting darker and darker. Yes, that may be part of the reason that we're able to see these high brake temperatures glowing, but in some corners you could see the specks of brake pad and discs that were coming off, especially Chilton's yeah. car, um, as they were both extremely late onto the brake and pushing that FK8 to the limit. I think it's a problem with the car, that car, because we weren't. I know Chilton was, uh, sorry, Ingram wasn't pushing as hard, but you weren't seeing the same glow on Ingram's car. No. You weren't even seeing the same glow on Matt, Matt's car. No. And obviously Matt wasn't pushing as mentioned earlier. Mm. He was happy to drive around <laughs> at two miles an hour. So motorsport, motorsport is dangerous. We must make sure. <laughs> you know, and you looked at the cars in that top order pushing. Yeah. None of them had the no. glow like Cash, no. and I was very worried and Tim Harvey was you know, yeah. he's not going to finish the race at this point. He, yeah. he latched onto it as soon as we did, didn't yeah. he? Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe it the, the spectacle of that and the thought back to last season at Brands and like no Camish this is your chance to possibly take the lead in the championship um, and yeah he would get past uh, Chilton at Tower a small bit of uh, contact but Camish did make it through to second robust move yeah yeah, a do or die move. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, Sutton had climbed from seventh to twentieth. Sorry, twentieth to seventh. That's even. the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. It's been a long day, uh, and was soon up behind Oliphant and looking for a way through the past the BMW man. Uh, but to be fair to Oliphant, a man who I've criticised for being fairly easy to pass, held the line fairly well. Mm. Didn't make it easy. No, um, I think something that's also quite telling is comments that were made before the race um, so from Camish or Ingram that was expecting Sutton from 20th on the grid Camish, yeah. to finish 5th fifth. Fifth, yeah. which it, it makes you realise how seriously they take that car yeah. now um, having having it being unknown at the start of the season um, to be fair to Sutton as well he really forced we know he's robust but he actually forced a very very good move on Oliphant by mm. putting the pressure on making Oliphant run too fast too deep into Hawthorns um, which made it an easy pass for Sutton yeah. clever clever. Very. 
Carish had also, I mentioned earlier that the Toyota falls off towards the end of the race and the Honda comes on strong. Yep. Carish was closing fast. He was. Ingram. Very fast. Um, um, must have been striking distance. The same sort of uh, pace that Neil was showing in race two. But he seemed to have cooled the brakes, but by the time he got back behind Ingram, they were very, very red again. They were. Um, and I think by that time, the team had realised that, hang on, we need to finish this race. Yes, we're a little bit behind Ingram, but he's behind us in the championship. Yeah. And just trying to balance out that points deficit. And Sutton's got himself up to fifth at this point. So Exactly. Yeah. Uh, last lap then, Camish turned the pressure up, uh, whilst Neil, behind, positioned his car to thwart any uh, progress with Sutton, as you say, made it about four cars wide. <laughs> and Sutton, I think, probably knew that it, it was going to be daft to try anything on Matt Neil. Yes. Um, we've where he come from on the grid no interpreter wasn't scoring points he was going to finish within for a few places doing Grim and Kamish whose dent into his points was going to be minimal mm-hmm. um, sensible yeah uh, and then the checker flag unfurled it was Ingram who took the win quite remarkable for a man who started the weekend at the back of the grid uh, in, in Darlington I think he uh, said yeah. <laughs> it took home the win from Kamish from Chilton good from Chilton uh, with Neil holding on to fourth a fantastic run by him actually it's a good Just, weekend from him Despite Very good weekend. A last gas run to the line by infinity. If it was nine thousandths of a second, Neil mm. took four from. Yeah. Uh, and Turkton took the fastest lap, scoring a valuable point. Yeah. That could be incredibly valuable come the end of Brands. Uh, and as we all said at the start, Turkton was going to run away with the twenty twenty title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So I'll just uh, confirm your top fifteen. Ingram, Camish, Chilton, your podium places. Neil, Sutton, Oliphant, Hill. Struggled a bit of the weight. Cook and Proctor. Mm-hmm. Moffat, Butcher, Jackson, Morgan, Jelly and Osborne rounded out your top 15. Jelly and Osborne in the points again. Jelly scored points in every race this yeah, weekend. Yeah, it, it was a good effort. Which is uh, a good weekend for him. Absolutely. Not one of his uh, wobbles. Should we then look at all the drives and grade them? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds good. We'll move on to that next. Well, moving on to the driver grades then, uh, we'll rattle through these before giving out our awards for the day. Uh, Colin Turkson, let's start with the championship leader going in, no, not the championship leader going into this event, I forget, Sutton was still ahead. Yeah, he was. Uh, a D for him. Yeah, worst this weekend. This is definitely his worst weekend, um, sort of like matched what, he, what happened at Thruxton for him really, and two effective non-points finishes have um, demoted him to third. Yeah. And for a man who's Mr. Consistent, and at two circuits you expect him to go well at, in Thruxton yep. and Croft. Yep. Mm. Be interesting in these last two rounds. Very much so. <coughs> Oliphant. Uh, a decent, solid weekend from him. Um, a B from us. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit generous. He, he could be doing better, but he's, he's scored points and consistently moved up the grid. Camish. Uh, Camish, another B. Uh, Obviously, yeah. he had that disappointment in qualifying, and he was kind of recovering from that all weekend. Yeah, but he battled back fairly strongly. Yes. I think he needs to be a bit braver in race two. Yeah. But having said that, he's now second in the championship, so mm. what do I know? Can't be complaining. Matt Neal, A, easy. Uh, excellent weekend for excellent him. Excellent weekend. Podium. Um, yep. Yeah. Fourth. Um, possibly should have been the win, but obviously a robust move. Yep. Yeah. Um, looked racy as well yeah he did yeah he looked good and what might be his final season as well it was good to see him on the podium yeah it'll be nice to see him carry on this one to the end of the season yeah absolutely Ash Sutton B yeah it's a weekend of what could have been really mm. um, probably should have been on pole uh, that car yeah. looks outrageously quick and then the silly incident in race 2 with Hill 
probably should have gone on to win that race as well and it'll be a chance missed for him and could be absolutely pivotal in the championship. Agreed. Moffat. I expected better things after a good showing at Silverstone, knowing mm. the car was going to be strong here. Obviously his qualifying tobacco didn't help. but No, um, and he did gradually move through the field all day, um, eventually ending up 10th in race 3, uh, so we've given him a C. Yep. Butcher, I've gone for a C4 because he did well in race one. Yeah. But then race two, okay, he got caught up in the problems. Mm. Didn't qualify particularly well. No. And then didn't make the progress on the back of the grid of a weightless car. You compare him to what Ash did. A car that we've seen to have incredible pace throughout yeah. the rest of the season. Um, I, I wonder whether he was slightly uh, not as one with the car this weekend. No, possibly not. Uh, Jackson, the highs of Silverstone to the mediocrity of Croft to see yeah, decent, back, solid back to normal Jackson pace yeah. really. Andy Neat, D, d- decent weekend from Neat, although there he has. Uh, there's going to be an investigation at Snetterton between an incident between Neat and Bordley. Television cameras didn't pick it up. So no, I I'm wondering. Uh, I think I remember seeing Bordley come back or recovering from a spin yeah. in race three. I wonder whether that was what he was involved with those two together again <laughs> um, but from what we actually know rather than what we're speculating good weekend by Neat yeah generally kept out of trouble and was close to the points yeah so a D for him Chilton a B for the BTC man uh, yeah a, a solid weekend from him and we always expect a little bit more from him and I think that's why he's never been up to an A grade yet agreed Creasy back to back E's unfortunately Ooh. he's the car has let him down. He's surrendered the lead in the Jack Sears by he quite has. a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they say cars let him down, and another track he was looking strong at until problems. Yeah. On the flip side, though, Cookie. Yeah, A star. A star. Yeah, good qualifying. Two wins. Um, yes, he may have lucked out a little bit in qualifying, uh, receiving that pole position. They all count. Uh, but yes, they do all count, and he got fastest lap in race one. and achieve the most points this weekend yeah and didn't do too badly in race 3 either with not the point on the car so and with the Matt Neal backing up antics so yep. Yep. Uh, Ingram gone for an A the ride height I think isn't his fault when it's wet that's always a risk that's going to happen and it's a breakage on the car yeah um, um, should have probably been on pole probably could have taken a race 1 win um and well I'll give it if he wins race 1 2 and pulls out a 6 yeah he could have had the he could have had all 3 four. Model four. Well, yeah, but he didn't. No, but he made good progress throughout race two. He went balls to the wall and gave it everything. Yeah, uh, which set him up lovely for race, race three. three. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Goff. Let's move on to the hard boys. Goff. See, <sighs> not when he was on the track, he showed decent pace. Yep. Didn't get caught up in any incidents. Um, again, it was the car just letting him down a bit. Yep. Uh, Nicholas Hamilton a D car problems again. When yep. he's on the track, he's not fast. I mean cut and paste from the rest of his year really yep. Bordley a D perhaps even an E really yeah he hasn't had a great weekend um, yeah. again possible car issues not being out in race 2 hasn't helped him at all no. and then getting caught up in an incident in race 3 Adam Morgan uh, a lacklustre weekend yeah. from him um, we kind of saw it come in we didn't think the car would do too well here I think it will be much better suited to snap um especially in that technical infield part yeah possibly so I think he'll struggle on the centre straight and the Bentley straight but we'll see on that score Butel D yeah first non-finish of the season sort of like put 
a dampener on his weekend, yeah. um, but didn't get caught up in anything else. Hill, I want to give an A to Hill. Yeah, really good weekend from him. Strong qualifying. He's proving his worth. Strong race one and two. Fended off the challenges fairly and um, uh, with good skill. Mm. The Colin Turkton one particularly was very good. And he wasn't really at fault for that certain instance. Not at all. Not at all. No. Not to lucky to get away all. without more damage. Yeah, but very I think lucky. he deserved that because he did nothing wrong. Yes. Um, and then race three did well of the weight, pulled a few good moves. Yep. Good racer. Exciting to watch. Was. Osborne, going to go for a C. Poor start, but recovered well. Better, Better. weekend. Um, to score points for him at the moment is a real big plus, because yeah. um, he's really been struggling with that so far. And made up 14 places in race two, which is yes. pretty good, regardless yeah. of any circumstances. Jelly, his first B of the year. <laughs> no, he had one at Donington. He, he's had such a mix of grades. I had done his A at Donington. I must have misplaced that. Okay, go on then. Uh, yeah, so a B for Jelly. Scored points in all three races um, and didn't get into too well. Apart from that spin, he recovered well from. Recovered it well and was probably tagged anyway. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Smiley, C, arguably a D. Just not very inspiring in that car, is he? No, um, I think you can see more and more why BTC said. Uh, actually we're going to look at someone else and why he missed out on having the seat um, because bringing in a calibre of driver like Chilton is someone you'd much rather have over Smiley and he's kind of showing that Um, and being outclassed by Proctor I'd rather have Smiley over Crease though Mm, yeah possibly Um, but Crease fan's favourite yeah true enough you spoke to Proctor B for him what should have been what really? should have been, but made excellent progress again. Yep, it's his got scripts to the car. Yep. Bobby Thompson, a fantastic weekend. Yep, not it's a, such a shame for that accident. And not his fault either, so yeah, no. A, take nothing away from him. Um, Bushel, B. B. You're good. <laughs> he had an excellent weekend. As we said, he came in, he won the Jack Sears this weekend, didn't he? Uh, race 3, Jack Sears. Race 3, Jack, Jack Sears. Sears, yeah. Um, and that his really catapulted him up the standings in that, and... It'll be interesting to see whether he finishes the year or whether Onslow Cole comes back or whether Brown comes back on that merry-go-round of Team Hard Drivers. Lord only knows at this point. Moving I'd on. like to know the contracts that Tony Gillam has in place for each driver. Zero hour. Yeah, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Uh, moving on to the uh, awards from the day. Your driver of the day. Uh, has to be Cook for me. Yeah. Uh, took two wins and did really well in race three. Um, and has capitalised towards the end of the season where he had a really bad start to the season. I didn't want to go Cook because we'd have had the same answers practically all of them, so I've yep. gone for Matt Neal. Um, slightly out of nowhere. Mm, understandable. Um, but drove very, very well. Showed both aspects of his game. The ability to attack, yep. except the Cook one was done, but I mean, I'd have done the same thing in that position. You've got to go for it. It's last lap, you might as well give it a go. Yeah. And then showed his defensive team qualities in race three. So, yeah, yeah very good. Uh, your villain of the day, I think we've agreed on this. Uh, we are agreed on this. Uh, it was Sutton. Uh, this weekend, if he doesn't go on to win this championship, uh, will be the reason he doesn't win the championship. He'll leave himself to blame. Yeah. yeah. Because, because he, he should have capitalised. Yeah, and he could have potentially won race one if he'd started on pole, yep. which would probably made it good one race two. And yep. the way the car was going, pull six out the back, you offer a podium in race three. Yep. So. Could have had a mega lead. If you score one, one, three, and Colin scores three, none, none. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, the surprise of the day, your good surprise. Uh, I left 
a good surprise for you in the obvious one. Yeah. But for me, it was Hill. Yeah, I kind of said um, that. Had a really good, consistent weekend. Someone who we thought might struggle with the pace, um, but the car was reliable this weekend, which yeah. really helped him out. And he hooked it up really well. Yeah, I, yeah that's fine by me. And um, Bobby Thompson was my good surprise of the day, out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. But out yeah. of hell. Yeah. The car that has struggled pretty much all season, apart yeah. from Donington for Jiggy. Yeah. And then suddenly, yeah, one of the most technical, difficult circuits. Mm. Super. Was excellent. And the bad surprise of the day, I think we agreed on this one. Colin Turkington. The king has abdicated. Sur- surprisingly, he's um, down as something bad yeah. for a race weekend. And I think he... Obviously, it was his fault with the lock-up. I was about to say, made even more so by that admission, yeah. And um, obviously, he got into instances down where he probably shouldn't have been on the grid. So he's only got himself to blame for that. And again, if he doesn't win the championship, he'll look back at this and go, ah, that will be where I did it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah. Well, we've got a week break. And then we've got Snetterton, the penultimate round. Uh, Who knows what the weather's going to do for that? Because... Wind. (laughs) Snetterton is wind, wind, isn't it? Yeah, Snetterton is wind. Um, And obviously the longest track we go to of the season. As yeah, well. I'm surprised it's longer than Croft, but I always forget about the new infill bit they've got. Makes yeah. it a bit longer. Three-mile yeah. track. Um, and our home circuit, pretty yeah. much. A track of two halves as well. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, be looking forward to that one. We'll bring you a preview of that the Friday before the race weekend. Uh, we hope you enjoy the two week or the weeks in between. Um, and stay safe, and uh, we'll catch up with you then. Bye for now. <laughs>